Welcome to Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. You're listening to Local Listens. You're listening to Local Listens. Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. Welcome to Local Listens. Local Listens. All right. Hello, my friends. Welcome. Welcome back. It is a very special day. Not only is it Friday the 13th, but I'm joined with someone who is somewhat of an expert on the celestial sky clock, and she is a cartographer of the stars. I would love to hear what she thinks about this special day. But first, let me introduce you to Kaylee Burkana, who you can find on YouTube. And Kaylee is not only a well-versed astrologer, but she also works with runes and tarot cards. And she is a frequent member of the Weaving Spiders Welcome Group. You can also find them on YouTube. Wonderful people, wonderful group. And I feel so blessed to connect with Kaylee today, fellow Taurus Bull Gang, as we were just talking about. Happy belated birthday, Kaylee, and welcome to the Local Listens Podcast. How's it going? Thanks, buddy. Glad to be here. I'm stoked. Yep, Bull Gang in the house. (laughs) In the house, in the house. Just a couple of bulls in the china shop, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, the proverbial china <laughs> shop, you know. Watch out, watch out for us. Well, <laughs> like I said, it's wonderful to connect with you, and there are so many cool, like, I would want to first shout out Chance from the Universe Podcast. What's up, Chance? What's up, buddy? Uh, I, that, that's where I first heard you, and it's kind of cool um, because that was quite a, quite a while ago, and we were just having some funny microphone issues before we hit record, and... When I first heard you on YouTube, this was before you even had a microphone. And now here you are where we've been upgraded, you could say, and I'm really excited to get into it. So for for the first ritual question, Kaylee, I have to ask everyone, when did you start to speak your truth? Oh, that's a great first question. Okay, I can answer that one. I was all (laughs) nervous and shit. I'm like, oh, no. I was like, watch out. There's a ritual question. Yeah. um but yeah dude shout out to chance what a great Mm. dude uh i think i forget who it was that said this but it was just in the last week someone said that chance has a knack for bringing out the best in people really does i'd have i'd have to agree with that really honestly yeah he's good at that um when did i start to speak my truth (sighs) you know this is a much more recent thing for me to actually speak my mind and mm. tell people what I'm actually thinking. Um, and especially when it comes to opinions and, um, yeah, just different opinions that go against the consensus right. and the status quo. And I was actually just talking to to a friend today about how there are an infinite number of consensus realities Mm -hmm. and it can be so easy to exit one and fall into another um (laughs) so that's been an ongoing battle for me but anyway i think that it's come in waves with different things in my Mm -hmm. life like in high school um i graduated in 09 by the way so in high school um I was very much into like super heavy metal, like (laughs) like fucking heavy death metal. Okay. That was my, that was my jam. And, um, my mom was, or still, still is like really 
fundamental Christian, mm. but at the same time can still connect with me a, a little bit on some woo stuff. So that's nice, fun. Nice. Right. But um, at that time, that was my truth. It's like, no, I'm fucking mm. angry and you're going to let me be angry and I'm going to blast this down here and I don't really give a fuck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that like it started with little things like that. But when it came to like different um things or uh when it came to like conspiracy topics mm. or like deeper things like that where i was stepping out away from my friends group right peers couldn't do it for a long time mm. and then it actually was um it was actually 2020 that really changed everything for me and like at first at the beginning of 2020 i was like uh kind of going kind of going along with stuff right um mostly because i was in a really shitty situation i was just kind of not in a good place mm. um and surrounded by a lot of people that were also not in a very good place so i was already in a fear frequency mm. and then being bombarded with propaganda is really easy just like oh oh my god okay yeah yeah um but as soon as i exited from that situation and found myself in a more stable environment mm -hmm. um i started just doing just a little teeny tiny bit of research nice. where i was like hey wait a minute i don't like how you guys are acting right now you're kind of being dick bags and mm. in fact i'm noticing patterns play out among my friend groups about uh basically just shaming and blaming and pointing the finger and mm that kind of behavior throws up a lot of red flags for me. I don't know about you, Jake. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's definitely I, good to point out those uh, right? patterns. I, Absolutely. You know, shaming is not fucking cool. And that's Never. abuse. So I was like, okay, that's that's fucked up. What the fuck's going on here? Because <laughs> mm. I thought you guys are supposed to be like tolerant and nice people. I'm a recovering leftist, by the way. Just so oh, well, know. welcome. Yeah, this is uh, my name is Jake and I'm a recovering leftist. Yes. Nice <laughs> to meet you, Kaylee. <laughs> Kaylee, I'm a recovering leftist and a recovering feminist. God help me. Recovering vegan as well. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you using butter in your coffee. So oh, yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so, um, you know, what, what actually started the catalyst, it wasn't even actually specifically COVID. I was actually looking up and comparing. I was trying to figure out why people hated Trump so much. I was like, what mm. the fuck's going on? Why the hate for Trump? And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to practice discernment. Mm. And it's not really something that I'm really very practiced with. I'm not a very logical thinker, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's practice this because I, you thought it's the only way you get better at anything. Mm. So I'm like, okay. So I looked up a couple of his speeches that were like trigger points for a lot mm. of people. Right. Like, um, or good people on both sides, like, you know, oh, yeah. those speeches. And then a look, it was reading the transcript and then was looking at what people were recording. I was like, what the fuck's going on? They're twisting his words. They're not telling the, the truth time. of what he said. What the fuck? And like, that was, that was the big catalyst there. I was mm. like, oh my God, they're demonizing him, but this is not actually what's going on. So mm. <laughs> that's what started it. That's what fucking started it. And then it, it kind of snowballed from there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> What else are they lying? About? Yeah, you know? what else? What else? <laughs> you know how it goes, and then, um, and then with the shaming and the blaming around um, this particular uh, issue of mm. health, that yes, was, yes, obviously that was another really big one, um, and then like, I just, <laughs> I pretty much 
recycled and like fucking got rid of my whole my whole goddamn friend group like fucking gotta do what you gotta do sometimes but at the same time what was really cool was as i was starting to like face these internal fears because i have a huge fear of conflict i fucking Mm. hate conflict i think everybody does but like (laughs) it's not good yeah (laughs) it's not good but i as i was facing these fears and like being like okay no i'm taking a stand this is this particular subject um surprisingly enough i actually had friends come out in support right which was beautiful because i wasn't expecting that at all and then it was like some of the most unlikely allies popped up and were like girl you say what's on your mind yeah "Yeah." it's the best kind of motivation right when they're like you know keep on doing what you're doing because it has a positive impact on other people and i'm sure it was surprising in the beginning right it was it was surprising and um comforting and some of the the biggest support I had was from people that I wasn't really even very close to. But like, you know, those people that you keep on your friends list, especially yeah. on Facebook, they just oh, yeah. keep on your friends list. Cause like, I know you, we don't really agree right. on things. We're all then, lurking like, on each other in a couple ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. And then like, I was like, Oh man, these people I'm not even really friends with, but then they ended up being my biggest supporters. Cause they're like, yeah, I've been waiting for Amazing. you to come around to this point of view. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> wow so that was the beginning of it really so this like i said this is this is new and um back to the thing that i mentioned about consensus realities right there's more than just one consensus reality oh yeah there's a big mainstream consensus reality that they mm. give us right and then there are all these little ones all yeah, around yeah. all of the time and that's like a constant battle because like as soon as you as soon as you identify with something, all of a sudden you're in another consensus reality. Right. It's like, oh shit. So, so like si- since then, it's been like, oh, never mind. I don't identify as that, and also I don't agree with some of the shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a piece, and then oh fuck. Okay, I guess I identify with. I gotta let go of that one too now. Got yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> constant battle you know it's hard to find stable footing in these consensus realities and it can be exhausting to like pivot back and forth between so many of them but it's i respect your discernment and good like there are so many people who would never question why like going back to the trump thing really quick like they wouldn't question why they just be like well this is how it is so i'm gonna go along with it but i don't you know he's a literal nazi and i'm like yeah "Ah!" Uh, I don't know if you've ever met a Nazi. I uh, hope you never do. But... <laughs> yeah. I punch Nazis in the face. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Pixar didn't happen, guys. Come on. Come on. <laughs> wow. Well, that was a really cool answer. And, uh, you know, I once again, just like I was saying, I, I respect that you were willing to look deeper, even though it wasn't the best for the current friendships. But it's cool that everything worked out. And, it's a really great testament to the fact that anyone who is wanting to speak their their truth, knowing that once they do, once they begin, the people who will support you are going to support you. And the people who don't, I mean, you know, it's not going to be easy to let go of some relationships. But in the end, it seems like what you're doing now, and it's kind of funny. I want to ask you about this in particular. I was looking on your YouTube channel. Looks like you started it in April 2020, right? Mm-hmm. As I scroll down, I was like, ah, when, when did this all begin? April 2020 was a very spooky time. This was like right on the cusp of 
what seemed to be absolute disaster. And you decided to start making YouTube videos. Like, that's amazing. What do you remember from the early days? I know that was only two years ago, but still a lot has happened in two years, Kaylee. What do you remember from the very beginning of your YouTube journey? That was, that's a great question. Oh, thanks. Thanks for doing your research. I love of course, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So things started to go to shit. Right. Right. But I found that I was emotionally and I had been um, doing my own rune readings for a little while and I felt comfortable enough sharing them. Hmm. Um, and I felt like it was time to start creating rather than just continuing to consume. Mm. And that was the big catalyst. And actually I just shared the story with somebody else not terribly long ago, but, um, I was like really heavily consuming like astrology readings and mm. tarot readings on YouTube, just straight, just like straight on a daily on basis. Like fucking every day, like nice, several a nice. day. Like it was not actually, it was actually not good. It was actually more addictive than not. Interesting, interesting. And um, I finally came across this one tarot reader. And I will I will never forget this guy because he had such a huge impact on me. Um, his name's Avery and he's actually, his channel is Seldom Dreams. And uh, he was the first tarot reader I ever heard say, love readings are bullshit they are t- hooking into you and making you addicted to something that's fake. Mm. And these readings are not good. And you need to consider like without being preachy, obviously he was not being preachy about this, but he was like, you need to really consider what and who you're giving your energy to. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if this is becoming an addictive pattern, then that's something that you need to look at. And I was so thankful for this because it was, that's exactly what was going on. I was just mm, like, yeah. Yeah. Is my divine masculine coming back to me? (laughs) I can't. I couldn't help it, man. But uh, (laughs) I could. But I could. But I could. I just. I needed. You did. I needed the right person to say something to me. Right. And another thing that he brought up in a totally separate video was like, how much are you consuming versus how much are you creating? Mm. Are you just a consumer, or you know? Are are you the divine creator that I know you are? And I was like, oh shit, Avery, speaking truth. Mm. So, <laughs> so that was really big for me. I was like, you know what? I do have something to contribute. I do have a lot of um, skills and experience and tools under my belt. Yeah. And I ended up taking my channel in a totally different direction than what I had originally intended to. Mm. Like my original intention for making videos was rune readings. But then also like different ways to ground um, or work through, uh, I mean, just coming back into your body, fight or or flight, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and then like just like little little skills and tips and things that I've picked up. And I was originally going to do lots of videos about that. Um, But then I found out there's actually lots. Oh yeah. I don't I don't really need to do that. I mean I might still, but ended up sticking with readings and um mm-hmm. just continuing to grow from there in that. And uh yeah, that's kinda nice, nice. Okay. And a shout out to Avery. That's a really cool um idea to put out that, you know, for me, like, you know, this is the Loco Listens podcast. All I would do, and very similar to you, I would just listen to podcasts all day, every day. When I would talk to someone, friend or family, I would always say 
hey, I was listening to this podcast and blank. And they're like, well, you that's all you say. It's all you do, Jake. Like, what are you going to do with all this information? They're like, <laughs> good question, guys. Let me, let me see if I can create something out of this. So I'm really happy. What are you really going to do with it? Yes. What are you going to do with it? Exactly. Yeah. You're going to walk the walk or what? So really happy you decided to begin this journey of creation. And I would love to um, hear a bit more about how it shaped you because it's definitely, I, I mean, I've only been doing this for um, a maybe a month, maybe like a little bit more. And it's definitely changed me for the better. But I'm curious when you think back. So I know you've been giving people readings and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But do you remember besides this interaction with Avery or listening to Avery on YouTube? Do you remember anyone else giving you a strong reading that kind of set you in a new direction, whether that was with runes or the tarot, astrology? Were there any like milestone moments where you were like, huh, the consensus reality has changed now and now we have to process this new information. Does anything come up for you? Hmm. I got to think about that. I think every reading that I've had has been paradigm shifting in some way, Hmm. in one way or another. I'm just kind of going through my head about some of them. Like, the first rune reading I ever got, um, she was horrifyingly accurate. Nice, nice. <laughs> and it was stuff that I did not want to hear. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how it is sometimes, right? It's like not what you're looking for, but sometimes like, what you need. Cheers, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on, hold on. Sure, sure. Cheers to that. Right, she fucking cheers to that. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I swear a lot. Oh, it's great. You're <laughs> right where you need to be. Yeah, this, okay, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. The first astrology reading I got was actually from a sidereal astrologer. Mm. That was mind blowing and really cool because he had this really sweet app where, well, yeah, application program or whatever, where, um, he showed you like, here's where your sun sits in the constellations. And mm. this fixed star is right on your MC. And like, this is what this means. And like, this means you could make a good deal of money doing this specifically. Mm. And, <laughs> and nice. I thought that was really cool. And he was actually talking about um, art, mm-hmm. like specifically the thing that he mentioned as like, you should be doing this was art. And I was like, Oh, wow. What? And, um, at the time, like I had just like really started painting a little bit and um, doing like a little bit, but I had never thought that it could ever be something that like people would pay me money for. Because like, mm. <laughs> you know, like the starving artist trope is just a thing. Yeah, yeah, we we've all seen it. Some of us have been there for sure. Yeah, right. So it's like what? No, and I mean that was just like that was another hint and clue that I needed to be mm. creating things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was definitely one. And then I've had a few other readings since then from other astrologers, Western, Babylonian, like I, I like everything. Yeah. Might as well try it all. So like, fuck it. I like all the flavors. Right. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'll try try any spice at least once. Well said. Yeah. Spice (laughs) is the variety of life. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. That's fine. Yep. So, so yeah. So anyway, uh, that I got a couple of readings back to back that mentioned specifically um, 
looking at the occult mm. and using um, psychic or more specifically clairsentient or clairaudient stuff and developing those skills. And I was like, what the fuck? But then it was like, (laughs) (laughs) and um, yeah. So like, that was like, oh, okay, maybe I actually can do this for other people Mm. um, on a more regular basis. And uh, the more I've been stepping into it, the more accurate those readings have been for me. I'm like, wow. Okay. They were onto something. Holy (laughs) practice makes, makes perfect. eh? Totally. Yeah, it really, I mean, practice makes better. <laughs> practice makes better. Yeah, perfect. Maybe uh, shooting a little too high, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I like aiming high, but like still. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I also like being realistic and grounded. That's that earth coming out. Eh? Right on, right on. Well, that's a perfect segue because there's something that you've said before. and You probably said this many times that really stuck out to me. So speaking mm-hmm. of being grounded, you know, we're still in tourist season and there's something that you've said. So whether it's working with runes or the stars or the tarot cards um i've i've heard you say before that yes you could yep we're gonna look at some uh, cards in a second i'm really really pumped for that but you've <laughs> said before that it we can get a blueprint or some type of representation of who someone is like a representation of their soul a blueprint of their psyche whatever you want to call it that's true to some degree but in the end, free will still is a factor. And I've heard you speak on this. I would love for you to follow up. I mean, what do you think about that statement now since you've been doing this for quite a while? And I'm, I'm sure people have brought it up to you before. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. So when I look at a birth chart, I can see some tendencies that are likely to play out. However, what you cannot see in the chart is where that individual is Mm. on their personal journey towards individuating Mm. spirituality you know these are things that you can't see in the birth chart you can you can tell generally like spiritual however sometimes that can play out as escapist behaviors escapist Mm. tendencies drug abuse right so like there's always this huge spectrum And just from the hard left brain data, you can't tell where a person is on their journey. You have to ask them questions. Um, You have to talk to them Mm one-on-one. So like someone that you can have two people born on the same day at the same time in the same location, and they would have roughly the same chart. However, one person could end up going through totally different life events Mm -hmm based on what their soul needs to evolve yeah and i mean you can you can always argue that like we're all one we all come from the same soul blah 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 blah. um but we're all unique and we're all individuals for sure we all have our own experience and yeah you you can't you can't tell how someone's going to work with the hand they've been dealt Mm. right they could be dealt the same hand but they might have two different strategies two different responses or reactions well said (laughs) yeah well said so yeah well it's uh you know people say this frequently that the map is not the territory but at the same time the map can reveal quite a lot and from listening to your youtube streams and to especially like the recent eclipse i know we have another one coming up and that's what i want to talk about next but yeah it's very funny that like some people might mistakenly 
invest all of their time and energy into figuring out what the future has in store for them. And really, they can decide the future. It's just understanding these tendencies and these patterns, which can be so helpful moving forward, right? Yeah, 100%. Like you can tell like, okay, so this is a great example, speaking of eclipse energy. Mm. So like you can see, um, for example, on my own chart, like I have sun and Taurus, right? That eclipse that we just had two weeks ago was right on top of my fucking sun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like literally. So it's like I can make some general predictions about some of the energies and out because of that eclipse falling on that part of my chart Mm. however and i can kind of like guess like okay it's gonna be from this time to this time that's probably when this is gonna play out and this is the likelihood of the the chaos right (laughs) right or whatever chaos specifically for this one because it involved uranus and yes you can't predict that motherfucker Mm. (laughs) trickster planet (laughs) 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 yeah um so like you know you can kind of like figure out some of the themes but when those events occur it's up to me how i react or respond to those events right so if i'm more ruled by my say lower natures quote unquote Mm. by like fear and like uh sexual energy or whatever or pride I'm more likely to react in shittier ways. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Been there, been there. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Um, and then, and then to add on to that, even if someone um reacts in a really crappy way, which we all do, we're human. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. That's another. Right? Uh, that's a learning opportunity. Yeah. And um, you know, so it, yeah, and everybody's different, so. Yeah, there's no possible way to to determine how someone reacts from a chart, which I think I said three times already, but I really want to drive that point home. Yes, no, that's great to to emphasize for sure. And yeah, yeah and I'm sure the same could up could apply to the runes, to the tarot, to each of these modalities. So speaking of that, we have a special deck of cards, and we're gonna pull a card uh, at the beginning of the episode. I've yes, shuffling. shuffling every day. I'm shuffling and shuffling. So. We'll be pulling a card now and then at the close of the episode later, whenever that is, we have, uh, you know, we can go for as long as you would like, Kaylee. We uh, will pull a card to close out the episode. So it's a great opportunity to reflect and to think about the incoming energies, the present energies, and some of the energies that we've been releasing uh, recently. So without further ado, would you like to explain the uh, deck that we're working with and why you wanted to use this one? Speaking of getting grounded. Yeah. So I chose for the stream, especially since we're still in Taurus season, mm. which is fixed earth, to use the Druidcraft Tarot. So there's the title of it, Druidcraft Tarot. And the image on the front is actually the Empress. Mm. Or in this deck, she's called the Lady. Um, the deck is a little bit bigger than my hands. It's not comfortable to shuffle, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but the art is gorgeous. Like, it's just, it's, it's like cool sigil. Yeah. Literally bigger. It's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not your regular, it's a little bit bigger than a regular deck of cards, mm. but it's gorgeous. And, um, yeah, absolutely beautiful art. So sorry. The deck is actually by, it's, um, a married couple that did it. Philip and Stephanie Cargom. Nice. And it was illustrated by Will Worthington. Mm. So we can be cool cool yeah 
And I think before I pull the card, let's just take like a big breath of air because <laughs> I get I get recording and I get excited and then yeah, I'm not really in my body. So right, let's embody ourselves for sure. Re embody. All right. Nice. So I pulled strength. Mm. And in this deck, for anybody that's listening and not watching, strength in this deck is a, a young a young lady, much like the other strengths in other decks. Mm. But instead of a lion, she's with a wild boar. Mm. And it's really interesting because boar and pigs have come up several times in the last couple of days in a couple of our uh, mutual groups. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of funny. Um, also on the image, she does have a sword, but it's on the ground right next yeah. to her because she doesn't need it. She has mastered, speaking of lower emotions and lower drives, mm, yeah. she has mastered those drives to the point where she doesn't have to force anything or fight anything. She flows with those drives, mm. and uses them in an appropriate manner. And it's really interesting because we started this talking about create versus consume. Yes. And about <laughs> all that creative energy, right, strength right. is talking about. Strength is talking about how do you use that energy? Are you consumed by it? Does the boar drive you? Mm, right. <laughs> or do you work with the boar in a mutually co-creative way? Mm. Boom. Fascinating. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me, just like you were saying earlier, how we were talking about creation and I would say for strength, I mean, if anyone wants to create and feel strong and to feel uh, confident in themselves, they would not really be able to suppress those lower drives. They would have to work with them and bring them up, elevate them, if you will, um, in order to become strong. Otherwise, it comes from a place of fear. So it's really cool that she's um, tamed this boar, so to speak, and it seems like it's there to protect her, but she is the master of it. And just like you said, that boar does not control her. She is control right and like strength is a leo card right it represents leo and uh leo is all about living from the heart mm. and heartfelt expression and yeah. i really just love on on this card she's got her hand around this super red sash but she's just gently touching her heart right mm. where her heart chakra is like yeah that's right always got to <laughs> emphasize that heart space for sure for sure mm -hmm. wow nice what a great opening card Oh. Yeah, for sure. For sure. When you first oh. pulled it, I thought it was a bull. And then when you zoomed in, I was like, oh, that's a boar. I was like, no way. There's a bull on the car. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, when you consider strength, you know, from any particular deck, I know you're referring to the lions on what's commonly seen on the rider weight deck. And the Thoth. And, and, and Thoth as well. Yes, I haven't even really been able to dive into Thoth. But when we uh, consider what's coming up in the eclipse... I, I know we had mentioned uh, Uranus in the last eclipse, and we have um, this full moon uh, e e eclipse. It's coming up soon. We got a couple more days, uh, like basically one more day. Um, and uh, it's coming. It's it's on. It's it's a hat. coming coming it's in coming hot. In yeah, I know, Kaylee, that you are planning to release some content to film and record. So I don't want to give it all away because I have a lot to learn. I'm looking forward to listening. 
But when we pull this first card, does it bring up any thoughts or insights, revelations that you consider as you've been doing research into this next event? You know what's really beautiful about that? Yes. So this eclipse, I, I'm, a, I'm a Western astrologer, by the way. So mm-hmm. I use the tropical zodiac. Um, and this eclipse is happening on the Taurus and Scorpio axis. So Taurus and Scorpio are fixed signs. They're part of the fixed axis. The mm. other two signs in the fixed axis are Leo and Aquarius. Okay. So four signs, all fixed. What's really um, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> I guess, about yeah. this eclipse is that it is perfectly squaring Saturn, who is currently sitting in tropical Aquarius. Right. So three of the four fixed signs are involved Mm. in this eclipse. Um, And when you have a three sign square off like that, it's called a T square because it it makes it make sense. Yeah. Right. So when you have a T square like that, one of the ways out or you could even say the best way out and simultaneously the sign that receives the most pressure Mm -hmm. is whatever does not have a planet in it. So in this case, Leo. Leo. Okay. So it's that's an odd, odd sign out here. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that we pulled strength because one of the best ways through a fixed T square like this is using your Leo energy, which mm. is your confidence, which is your creative self-expression, which is um, following your own inner light and making sure that it's coming from within rather than relying on something outside of you. Mm. So that's really interesting. that's what we pulled i'm like well yes as a matter of fact jake (laughs) interesting i'm glad i could ask and i appreciate your in-depth answer so when we're thinking about leo and strength and we're moving into um this new energy because i've heard you say before that an eclipse will give something but also take something away so it's interesting to keep that in mind yeah typically we're giving and receiving or we're sacrificing and um offering um so yeah <laughs> or forced to <laughs> yeah right you know we're not we're not always uh we're not always consenting yes um yeah but i wanted to ask you as a means of, as a means of transitioning um because we brought up leo it's kind of sparked this uh gut feeling and i feel like i need to trust my gut feeling and ask you this next question go for it someone has looked at my my chart once before but i did not I was not in a place to receive it in a way that was like, I was more so like asking them out of like more of a, let me just say this. I, I wasn't in a place to receive it for a beneficial means. Like I was more so indulging in um, what I thought would be a way to come closer to, to this person by asking them about my astrologies. Uh, yeah, the cardinal sin, right? You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm not okay. the only one who's been there. Yeah, it was uh, it was very selfish of of me, and so I um, I've been there, bud. It's okay. Happy to reapproach it. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. So, but one thing that she said, and this has always stuck with me because I, I don't understand. So this is exactly why I want to ask you. Perfect. And I might be wrong, <laughs> so please, please correct me if I'm wrong. But she said something. She like gasped, and I don't know if she was being dramatic, but she's like, "Wow, you're." Mars is in Leo. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, well, what does this, what does this mean? But she never explained it to me. 
and I was too dumb to never look it up. <laughs> so um, now that's exactly what I thought of when you were explaining, um, you know, the the T uh, the T square T square. Yes, um, th- that's just what came up. I was curious if you wanted to speak on that, if that had any relevance to um, what was said earlier. And cool. Uh, thank you for enduring my ramble. I I love it. Bring on the ramble. Yeah. Yeah, well, your Mars is in Leo. I'm looking at it right now, and that's actually kind of badass. So let me let me describe for you what Mars is first, mm-hmm. and then we'll keep that in mind as we talk about Leo and how those kind of play together. Okay? Sure. So when it comes to your birth chart, all right, the planets represent either literal physical people or a drive it's like the the what we're talking about mm. the signs represent the clothes that they're wearing or the role that they're playing mm. so like for example if you think about an actor right like brad pitt in burn notice is not the same as brad pitt and mr and mrs smith you know right, what I mean? right. D- <laughs> different clothes different outfit yeah and also and then and then you got brad pitt and fight club it's three totally different brads yeah right? for sure Right? Mm. <laughs> Since you referenced Fight Club. Yeah, Tyler earlier. Durden earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Tyler Durden is not the same as Burn Notice, right? But they're mm. both Mars. Okay. So that's in different signs. Right. And then you have a third layer there of the houses. Mm. The time of your birth mm. makes such a huge difference because it changes what sign is rising on the eastern horizon at the moment of your birth and what Mm. sign is setting so this is huge because this changes the house layout of your chart and the houses are what area of life it shows up in Mm. so for example house is literally you your body your personality your physical self Mm. right and then the houses go from there to like well how do you support your body you need food that's the second house it's also like your self-worth right and then like there's other houses that talk about like your work and your vocation and your partnerships uh, marriages contracts open enemies um and there's 12 12 houses 12 houses yes always 12 houses um, and then there's houses that talk about like death and the occult and like the eighth house energy. Yeah, that eighth house mm. energy. <laughs> and then like your friends and like mm. philosophy, like literally every area of life is covered in your birth chart in some place. Mm. So the house determines what area this plays out in, right? So if anyone's wondering why they should look beyond their sun signs, because these yep. these houses <laughs> offer such a multi-dimensional look into who we are. So thank you yeah, for explaining so, that. Yeah, right. Like we're both sun and Taurus, right. right? But my son is in my fourth house, and your son is in your eighth house. Mm. So they will act totally differently. And then if you had someone that had sun totally differently Mm. um right so that it changes everything it changes everything everything (laughs) (laughs) right okay so mars in particular mars is the masculine principle of going and getting and doing and accomplishing and building and fighting and fucking fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's mars okay cool that's Mars. i'm just i'm being fucking honest you know what i mean great that's that's mars (laughs) yeah That's the uh, um, character for sure. That's what, yeah. Right? Mars gives us the energy to do things. Mm. Um, 
and uh, Mars in a different sign will act in a different way. So when you take Leo, which is all about like theatrics and mm. being on in center stage <laughs> and um, wanting to express from mm. the heart, right? Leo, typically the, the stereotype of Leo is, well, I mean, actors, that's, that's Leo energy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the king of the motherfucking castle, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how Mars and Leo acts. Interesting. Confident. What a pair. What a pair. Mars and Le- Mars loves Leo. Mars, that's a great sign to be in. <laughs> it's, it's like you've got the confidence and it's like with a little bit of flair too added on to it. Like mm. a little bit of just a little just touch of pizzazz. Like, cool. Oh, I love the pizzazz. It's very inspiring to hear you say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Leo, um, so like I, I'm curious why she gasped because sometimes like Leo loves to be adored, mm. right? So like Mars and Leo's like, yes, give me that worship, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, the like the dark side of Leo is like fucking narcissism. Interesting. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So like it can be. It can be anywhere on that spectrum of like playfulness and mm. lightheartedness and like uh, improv hour, or it could be like <laughs> if you don't worship me and love me, I'm gonna go like pout over here. It and sounds then- like Hollywood for sure. I mean, yeah. it's a great, it's a great metaphor. It's like you know, uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. But yeah, like Mars and Leo is not a bad thing at all. It's actually a cool. beautiful placement for Mars because it's like it, it's confident. It's very confident. So, um, but I mean, that's just one part of you, right? Because the placements of your sun and your moon um, and even like Saturn and Jupiter will will temper Mm. that confidence, Mm -hmm. right? So that's just one example. Right on, right on. So I don't know why she guessed. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I know it was like, yeah. It was a positive sounding gas. This is just me oh. interpreting a memory. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, with the yeah, best intentions. Like, yeah. Damn, that's yeah, a right. Mars. right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, I wish I knew. Uh, I wish I was in the uh, know here. But thank you, Could thank have you just for been spying, like, You're fucking welcome. See, yeah, like that. That would have been like, yep, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You should have. Yeah. Anyway, it's okay. Yeah. That's funny. That's cool. That's, that's you're giving hilarious. me a bit of closure today. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I ask you, in in for the sake of contrast, because you know, I'm, maybe someone is listening. Mars sign? Well, no, I, I I was gonna ask, and you know, if you if you feel comfortable, um, so we've we've talked about. Mars being in Leo, uh, would you like to tell us about your Mars placement, if you will, yeah, my just Mars sucks. offer some contrast? <laughs> oh no, oh no, what have I done? No, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So I have Mars in Cancer. So you've got Mars, which is our drive to do and go and get mm. and be and whatever and fight and fuck and all that fun stuff. Right. In Cancer, the nourishing mom mm. sign. It's oh, like I've heard that before. Yeah, nourishment. I feel is the keywords for cancer. Mm. So it's like this soft and watery. Mars is a fire planet. Mm. Like it literally represents like inflammation, like yeah, yeah. volcanoes. That's war inflammation. War, yeah. Right. And then you put them in the ocean. What do you get when you mix fire? And Quite water a lot of opposition there. 
steam or you just put the fire out. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if your relationship with your own Mars energy is not healthy. Mm. Um, so like, let's say, for example, with me, I like, I suppressed Mars and, and anger. Mm. I suppressed anger hard. Like, I was my relationship with strength was not good at all. Yeah. Like suppress it. Like don't we don't talk about that. Also, my relationship with men, you mm. can see it play out there too. Not healthy at all. And then being in cancer, it's considered to be at its uh, detriment mm. in cancer. Um, because it. I'll get into that in a minute, but <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, if you just think about it, it's in, in a water sign. It doesn't. Just, yeah, the uh, visual makes perfect water. sense. Yeah, fire and water right. do not. You either get like steam yeah. or like you put the fire out. Yeah. Right? So Mars and Cancer, the the spectrum for that is like on on the on the best the best possible way that that can play out mm. is you're really driven to protect. Okay. Right, because Cancer is very protective with their 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 shell. Right, it's very protective of the home or of the homeland. Right. It can be very patriotic because Cancer represents like the homeland. Right. Mm. Um. It can be very like uh, uh. They can be really really good at getting things for themselves that are nourishing. Mm. So, like for example, um, I've heard. I haven't seen this yet, but I've heard <laughs> that uh, uh, Mars and Cancer can be like an exceptional chef. Like, oh, fascinating! Mars, Mars's knives—it's sharp things. It's the warrior, right? So he's holding hmm. swords. So you take yeah, a yeah. warrior and you put him in the kitchen. He's got to be the best fucking chef of, of all right. time. Right? You got to chop up knives. some ingredients. The sh- yeah, the sharpest of knives. You know, the what sharpest I mean? of knives. Yes, <laughs> the sharpest <laughs> of knives. So like. You know, and then like on the low side, it can be a very passive aggressive Mars where like Mm. your anger doesn't come out in a direct way and you don't like address things head on. Mm. It's kind of like to the side, like a side. To the side. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally the crab moving to the side. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally like I laugh. I laugh at some of these um, delineations and and examples, but it's true. It's fucking true. Yeah. I mean, they're (laughs) out there for a reason for sure. Yeah, Yeah. can be so fucking passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm really working on that. Um yeah, and and getting getting uh more in touch with my Mars has been a really important part of my journey. And actually, interestingly enough, so sometimes with archetypes, um we find different ways to interact with them outside of us mm. until we can incorporate them and integrate them internally, right? Right. So <laughs> I mean <laughs> Other than my horrific relationship with men for a really long time. That was one way that I interacted with it. Right, um, right. My first tattoo, I actually got, I'll show you. It's on my Ooh, arm. Nice. I've got a yeah. hammer right on my arm. Oh, Mjolnir. So I was like. Wait, how do you say the hammer again? Mjolnir. 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 It's really big. It's hard to show. Badass. Yeah, anyway, that's amazing. So like. That was one way for me to like kind of make friends with Mars. I'm like, how mm. would I put a sign of a warrior yeah, yeah. on my arm? Right. And then like maybe we can be friends. To integrate you know? <laughs> it. Yeah. We can we can make this work, Mars. It's gonna it's make, gonna work exactly, out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm like, we can be friends. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my Mars. <laughs> awesome. Really cool. Really cool. See, it's like something that also 
stood out from your YouTube page was where you you talk about, and this is in your like about section where you're like, these modalities, runes, tarot, astrology, art, etc., can help people navigate through their trials and tribulations. And mm-hmm. I know you had mentioned uh, the eighth house. This is something that you've warned me about beforehand, and I do want to <laughs> get into a, a little bit. I know um, for the full spectrum overview of you know what we're getting into in this uh, sky clock snapshot of who I could be, who I am, who I was. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I will have to contact you outside of this podcast, but for the, for the purpose of getting uh, a basic idea or a general un- understanding of this eighth house, uh, would you like to dive into that next? Sure. Uh, yeah, I could talk about that. So, yeah. So I pulled up your chart. I'll give your listeners a little background. So they're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> so, so I pulled up your chart before we, before we came on here and gave it a quick look because you had asked me if I would um, give people a little taster, like, what do you look at when you look at a chart? Mm. And then I pulled up your chart thinking like, okay, I'll talk about his ascendant and his sun and his moon, which are the big three, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'll talk about those three and that'll be great. And that'll be nice and light and easy. And then I pull well, it up. Fun. <laughs> I pull it up. <laughs> I pull it up and I'm like, oh no. Surprise. Because <laughs> you have your sun and your moon in the eighth house. The eighth house is the is death the occult like rock deep, on deep traumatic shit <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i'm like oh no <laughs> this is not gonna be light <laughs> mm. <laughs> motherfucker then <laughs> there's there's more going on with that too not just not just that so right, it's like right. okay okay i need to like give him a warning because like mm. oh i don't know if you really want me to go deep into the eighth house so <laughs> that's kind of like some background for people. Um, but uh, yeah, do you, uh, do you want me to actually on Zoom, I sh- if I share my screen? Yeah, Zoom, go for it. it Let me make sure you're... It gets glitchy and terrible. Uh, I need a new laptop. We can give it a shot. So like either way, um, I think this audio recording is going to be badass. I mean, I've been having yeah. a great time. This is okay, making me laugh, making me smile. So if the uh, screen share, you know, totally collapses, it's an absolute disaster. Well, hey, I mean, we, we gave it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I like your uh, I like your spirit. Thank it's you. Good. Likewise, my friend. Likewise. All right. I'm just going to make sure i've got it pulled up and while you pull it up i just want to give a quick shout out to my friend l one thumb l she just recently interviewed me on her brand new podcast called speed bumps and you know when you talk about the eighth house and death and trauma and the occult well that's what her show is all about she interviewed me about the speed bumps that i've gone through in my personal life so it was really awesome please check it out l is a badass thank you l that sounds pretty badass yeah speed bumps that's a great name speed bumps right it's perfect that's a great name the speed bumps in life Mm. (laughs) i love it okay so you should be able to see yeah looks good a chart here Mm -hmm. all right so let me quickly kind of break this down all right so i just want to double check your information so i try to do this at the beginning of every session just to like yeah it all looks good here. April 28th, 1995, <laughs> New Haven, I have, Connecticut. I have fucked things up before. 3.50 p.m. Yes, okay. yes. Okay, good. Excellent. Okay, so you see a circle on the screen there, right? Mm-hmm. So this horizontal line labeled ACDC, 
TNT. That's and literally dynamite. the horizon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally the horizon. Okay. Mm, okay. This circle represents um, basically like a bubble around you at the moment you were born. It's actually mm. like the center of the circle is supposed to be the center of the earth. Okay. Okay. So Eastern horizon where the sun rises mm. over here. And this is the Western horizon where it sets. Mm. Okay. So this is in the sky at the moment that you were born. And then everything below the line is under the horizon. You can't see it. But gotcha. it's still there. You just can't see it. Mm. So <laughs> we see that you have your ascendant in Virgo, making you a Virgo rising. So right, rising right. and ascendant are the same. They're interchangeable terms. Mm. Right? So your first house is ruled by Virgo, making the chart ruler mercury because mercury rules virgo okay mm. so this is really important so you're ruled primarily by mercury all right primarily as far as your, as far as your ascendant goes okay and if anyone's confused uh and they're a taurus sun they're, they've probably been told that uh taurus sun is ruled by venus which is uh probably a yeah, different so, angle so your sun is ruled by venus absolutely and in in Aries there mm. right so your sun is ruled by Venus that's correct but your chart mm. your whole chart and your body because your ascendant falls in Virgo is mm. ruled by Mercury okay? okay so where the chart ruler is actually tells us a lot of detail about where you spend the most time and attention mm. um, and what's really cool I already know that you're a teacher and I see yes. your chart your chart ruler is in the ninth house of teaching so isn't oh, that beautiful or what? Interesting. Okay. I got to follow up with that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. So we can come back to that. But yeah, so that's really cool. It's like, hey, I already know that you're a teacher and like, boom. I was literally a teacher. Boom. So I'm like, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so I think that even if you weren't teaching kids, you would be teaching in some manner, hmm. in some manner hmm. uh, or publishing too, because the ninth house can be like. It can be publishing. It can be philosophy, expand mm. learning. Cool. Um, so, yeah, and I know that you read a lot, so that's really cool, um, especially Virgo Ascendant. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, Ninth House can also be um, travel to foreign lands, mm. um, specifically, like, in Vedic astrology, in Indian, Joytish, uh, mm. the Ninth House represents... Um, spiritual pilgrimages interesting wow that brings up something very uh like directly related to that word pilgrimage because uh for easter for (laughs) easter um i got to go visit dallas texas which is where i'm moving in july and when i posted a photo um to kind of like like hey guys i'm in dallas I said that this was a pilgrimage for myself because I'm going somewhere totally different. I grew up just like you on the East Coast. Uh, I know you're up in Canada. I'm up down here in Connecticut. But Dallas, Texas is like night and day from where I'm from. And it's very exciting. It is like a foreign land, even though it's still within the U.S. And I did consider <laughs> this this move is my pilgrimage that I've been working hard to, to prepare for. So that, that so word just kind of triggered me a, a little bit. So I'm glad you brought that up. You're going on a pilgrimage. Yes. That's, so yes. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's kind of cute. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's your Senate. And so like, what's really important about the Virgo ascendant, right? So back to this first house here. So you see like the first house encompasses part of Virgo and mm. part of Libra. Okay. It's on the cusp. So, yeah. So this is your first. 
So with the Virgo ascendant, Virgo is typified by being neat, usually. Not always, but organized. Um, they're, they can be really hard on themselves because they're perfectionists. They require perfection. Mm. Um, and it's all about like being organized, detail oriented. Like these are typical of Virgo. Um, and what's really, really cool is I've started learning about medical astrology and the Mm. different body parts that science correlate to. And when you really start thinking about it on a logical level, it makes a lot of fucking sense. Mm. So Virgo is ruling the intestines and what Mm. do the intestines do for your body well they um keep your system nice and neat you know if there's things that need to get rid of then they will um guide that process let's let's say putting it nicely yeah they they, it organizes the useful things and pulls the useful things and gets rid of the waste right on right like that's the description of virgo right there boom done Hmm. but also like if you're if you're holding on to things that are not good for you then you get sick and virgo rules health the health of the body um and Hmm. what do we know about our gut health it's fucking so important our second brain health yeah exactly and virgo's ruled by mercury which is our logic thinking brain. Yes, the messenger of the gods. Yes. What the fuck? (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) I see what you mean now. I see what you mean. Now, can I quickly ask you, because uh, my old Reiki teacher told me like, Jake, you're ruled by your throat. And I think this is common for uh, us us bulls. Um, Is that true? Is uh, the throat the body part of the Taurus sign? Is that what was? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I can go through it real quick, right? So, yeah, yes, Taurus is the throat, the larynx, and the, the jaw, the, and the thyroid. So, like, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Um, Aries is the head, specifically the forehead, but the whole head, also the blood and the adrenals. Interesting. Okay. Adrenaline, right? Yeah, yeah. The energy to get up and fucking go. I mean, I know Aries are very fiery in that particular way. So, yes. Right. Right. And then Gemini is the hands, hmm. the lungs, the arms. All those dualities for sure. Right. Yeah. And then cancer is the stomach. Mm. Nourishment, right? Yes. Nourishment. Maternal nourishment. Yes. The fucking motherfucking stomach. Also the breasts. Oh, yeah. There we go. Fucking pure. Source logic. of all nourishment. Yeah. It's pure logic. Right. And then Leo is the heart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. We spoke about that a little bit earlier. Yeah. The chest cavity, but really the heart. Um, And then Virgo is the intestines. Mm. Right. We're talking about that. And then Libra is the kidneys. Mm. Um, And there's something else that Libra rules. That's fascinating, too, because the kidneys balance your water levels. Like if you have too much salt, then your kidneys would be like, uh uh, we're getting rid of this. Like they will balance your electrolytes. Yeah. Right. And yeah, there's something else that. Libra rules that's similar along that vein and I forget at the moment I'm sorry I think maybe like the shoulder blade just like something random oh okay yeah I, forget. I don't remember I'm really sorry that the shoulder blades might be you're Gemini fine, fine. I don't remember there's so much to remember and I I am just so blessed that you've been able to share what you've shared so far because that Podcasts is are fun yeah I love it yeah and then Scorpio Scorpio is the the sexual organs the mm, reproductive organs right. and the rectum ah Okay. So if you're holding on too tightly, you can't detox what Virgo's trying to get rid of. Right. Okay. 
they so do work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They work together. <laughs> of course. And the, ki- the kidney helps. The kidneys help you detox too, right? Yeah, right, right on. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and so but specifically like the sexual organs and that creative mm. center. Yeah. And then Sag, Sagittarius is the thighs. Mm. And if you think about the symbol of Sagittarius, it's a centaur, right? Or yep. or a human on a horse, depending yeah. on which system you're looking at. It's some kind of mounted horse archer, thing, right? And like. How big are horses' legs, right? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> they didn't skip any leg days ever. <laughs> right. Oh, I think Libra's the buttocks muscles. Oh, okay. Those glutes. Yeah, I think. Could oh, be. God, I'm gonna have to double check now. But please anyway, fact that's... check us. We would love to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Capricorn is the bones, literally mm. your bone structure, the wow. knees. Okay. And what's really cool about Capricorn and something that people kind of have a mis, uh, misconception about is um, the rulers, right, are really only rulers because the people that get down on their knees decided right. to get they down on their knees. They bend the knee, yes. Right? Capricorn is actually a very hard worker, mm. the people that will get on their knees. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right. So more, more power to them. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so the bone structure, also your teeth, mm. Capricorn, because it's your bones, right? Yeah. And then Aquarius, Aquarius is your shins, mm. your ankles, and I'm I'm about ninety percent certain that Aquarius is like your nervous system as well. Interesting. Um, and I don't know. I have seen Gemini as nervous system, but I think it's Aquarius. But I don't know. Mm. I gotta double check that. Like I said, I'm just starting to study medical astrology. But anyway, nice. and then Pisces is the feet. Ah, okay. The good old feet. Hmm. Um, and Pisces, yeah, we'll just we'll leave it at that. It's the feet. <laughs> Very yeah, cool so that's, anatomical that's, breakdown. That's, and you you right. refer to this as medical astrology. Yeah, so medical astrology is specifically using the your birth chart and the signs and the planets to like diagnose or predict different health. Gotcha. Issues. Okay. Yeah. So, and I mean, I will probably never be able to do that in a reading, but like, what's kind of cool is sometimes like, it's like, they might like talk about something and be like, oh, I'm pretty sure I see that reflected in this mm. here. Um, and it can, it can be helpful. Like, yeah, it can be really, yeah, helpful. it adds it's, a fascinating element for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right on. Yeah. And it, it, I, f- I feel like it helps, um, break down the logical meanings of the signs too. Yeah, like, for sure so logical and yeah, yeah. understand the theme of the sign even more so right on a lot of value but <laughs> anyway <laughs> so so your son <laughs> is in your eighth house right mm. um and as far as like houses go like i said there's 12 12 and they all correspond to a different area of life mm. so i'll explain the seventh and eighth as an axis to the first and second because sure all of the signs and all of the houses work on an axis point. Mm-hmm. They're, they're polarities. Okay. Yeah. So if the first house is you, your body. Mm-hmm. The second house is how you take care of that body. Right. Mm. The seventh house is your partner. Mm. So whether that's a marriage partner, whether that's a business partner, mm-hmm. it's some kind of contract. That's mm-hmm. what the seventh house is. Um, it can also be like open enemies. So yeah. Oh, just, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, op- polarity, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the oppositional point, right? It's directly opposite. Okay. So like so you can come together at, to butt heads or you yep. can come together to like contract. That makes sense. Yeah. Could go either way. Right. And then the eighth house supports the seventh house. 
is literally the seventh house's sustenance. Mm. So it can be like quite literally on a literal level, it can be your marriage partner's money. So yeah. like it can be other people's money. Okay. Or it can be um stuff that you really don't want to fucking deal with. <laughs> <laughs> the eighth house is typically the house of death, mm. of um regeneration. Right. Carries the themes of Scorpio, so it's death, regeneration. Um, it's it's a it's considered a hidden house. Mm. So there's there's three hidden houses. Okay, the fourth house, the eighth house, and the twelfth house, and they're mm. like the quote unquote water houses. It's in the natural zodiac, Cancer is the fourth sign. Mm. Scorpio is the eighth sign, and Pisces is the twelfth sign. Mm. Right. So four, eight, twelve. Those watery, um, hidden. Yeah. below the surface type of uh information exactly so the, the fourth house the eighth house and the twelfth house we don't really look at them hmm. and in fact the eighth house is very uncomfortable to look at um you just so happen to have your sun and your moon here so i'm like <laughs> hmm. much to learn much to Yay. learn yeah it's not a bad thing at all yeah it's just, yeah, you know, yeah it's a you know the eighth house can be the skeletons in the closet that we don't really mm. want to look at you know it's, as a it's, chance or uh gabe might might say it's full of gravy or it sounds like it'd be full uh, of gravy yeah it is full of gravy yes it is full of gravy yes. if you're willing to go there right right and sometimes sometimes especially if you've house place or uh, planet placements there we might not want to go there mm. but we have to and we're con we're we're always con the eighth house whether it's a family member dies and we mm. have to literally deal with the emotional impact of that and their estate right like inheritances is mm. seen from the eighth house that's mm. benefiting from someone dying that's an eighth house matter <laughs> wild yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah right or it's like a life insurance payout mm. That's an eighth house matter. Yeah, those could be very, very challenging conversations for sure. I see what you <laughs> <Yeah>. mean. <laughs> but like for real, or, um, you know, and then like the the occult is seen from the eighth house. Mm. So like um, different occult sciences. So mm. whether that is like talking to spirits quite literally mm. or whether it's like tarot cards yep. or whether it's just using things to look at the hidden side of life that can mm. be seen from the eighth house. The eighth house because it carries that theme of like and going deep mm. um research and like psychology falls under this theme right nice. so people with heavy eighth house placements or prominent eighth house placements like yourself mm. are quite likely either interested in the conspiracy like there's a spectrum right yeah <laughs> interested yeah. in conspiracy in psychology in diving deep in understanding human nature mm -hmm. because you've been confronted with heavy shit yes yes that's pretty much that's pretty much it that's spot on kaylee yep well, I mean, that's not a hard reading man i'm like well, yeah, you've no, seen yes. some, i'm gonna tell you this jake you've seen some shit <laughs> i've yes yes i have seen but i've also seen the light as well and this is the kind of conversation that reminds me of that polarity like yeah We've all seen some shit, but like these um, learning about these modalities and diving into them uh, with with courage uh, seems to be such a beneficial thing. And Absolutely. just like we had mentioned earlier, these these readings can help people navigate their trials, tribulations and turmoil. And I um, as like 
a means of a sneak preview. This is very fascinating to consider when we finally meet up for the full reading. Um, this will be very interesting to discuss for sure. And I'm, yeah. yeah. And like, I really feel like the majority of the time when I'm doing a reading, like it's always a conversation back and forth. Cause yeah. like, like I said, I don't, I can tell you the tendencies, but I can't tell you how you've dealt I with it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, so does this resonate for you? Have mm. you seen this kind of stuff come up in your life? It's um, a Q and A type of process. Is this a familiar? Th- yeah. Like, and then like, if they have whys, like we usually asked a few whys, like, why is why is this a theme Mm, (laughs) yeah this is a thing that you've got to deal with and i mean it's not always comfortable but it it usually ends up being that i'm holding space for them to share with me different experiences that they've had it's beautiful yeah it ends up it ends up basically that usually ends up how yeah it goes um especially because like i don't shy away from the scary stuff in the chart well good for you yeah that's uh you know, it's, I mean, this kind of, this came up, uh, when I spoke with, uh, L on the speed bumps, we were talking about, and, you know, I made this mistake last time. Wasn't a Carl Jung quote. This was a Joseph Campbell quote. Um, the, <laughs> the cave you fear to enter holds the jewel that you seek or the treasure that you seek right. is in the cave that you fear to enter. And when you, when you mentioned this eighth house placement, I was like, oh boy, there's something <laughs> scary in there, but like, I'm going to, we're gonna dive in. Maybe not tonight, but eventually. Not that scary. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be a uh, turbulent. Yeah, a little bit scary, you know. But <laughs> that that makes it exciting because fear is always. What do they say? There's another quote. I'm gonna butcher it, but it's like whatever you want is on the other side of fear. And it's like for yeah. sure. Like it's another. It's a great way to paraphrase Joseph Campbell. Everything you desire is on the other side of fear. So well, you know um excitement and anxiety show up as the exact same physiological process yes yes. the only difference is your perception right right your mindset yeah that's a good way oh my god that's so perfect too because like okay i gotta tell you about this okay adrenaline and cortisol adrenaline yes adrenaline that's an aries yes aries and then mars the ruler of aries is the traditional ruler of scorpio Mm. so it's like are you going to be fearful scorpio or are you going to be brave aries <laughs> oh there we go there we go so that's another polarity right there i mean the same quote-unquote symptoms that anxiety the perspiration the uh the animation that would happen from this adrenaline rush could go both to fear or to inspiration it's really cool to think about it like that right yeah so heck yeah heck yeah but yeah so that's just a little teeny tiny little snapshot and it Oh yeah, there's oh my god, there's so much, Jake. There's so there's yes. A this is a little, we'll have to do a part two. I mean, maybe who knows? Like, yeah. have you ever done a podcast like where you go through like a full reading and like get that out on the air? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the um the one that I did with Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, the full reading is on his Patreon. So nice, like, it nice. was like a two hour talk with him. Yeah. Only the first hour he released the, right, the right. second, the second half was on his Patreon. And Makes I don't sense. remember wh- like what, I don't remember. Oh yeah. That's so much to remember. Yeah. yeah. When we started the reading, like I'm not yeah. sure how much actually was on the public side, but yeah. Um, yeah, I have done that and it was fun, but yeah, I just, you know, cool. I just cool. Want, I just I want you to be aware that like, i don't hold back <laughs> I, I love it and i appreciate you for this and uh you know you've definitely 
spark some inspiring points in myself. Like I know, for example, shout out to uh, Mario from Symbolic Studies because he's also been talking a lot about the uh, the placements and the body parts, the medical astrology that we can look into. So I'm, I'm glad you've been able to go a little uh, deeper to like share your take on some of these um, placements and you've got the uh, chart pull up again here what are we gonna get into I forgot to talk about your moon (laughs) oh the Aries moon yes yeah I love that it's right on that's right on the 28th degree that's so badass yeah (laughs) so I just want to talk briefly about like the difference between your sun and your moon and why you need to know your moon placement Mm. and I fucking love that on the vibrant that uh, Chance just had with Michelle yeah that they brought up um, men's cycles the menstruation cycle yes <laughs> menstruation cycle and men's cycles yes um and the the little hint that you guys got to look at your moon placement because mm-hmm. that could be where it sparked off yeah so very interesting it's just just one more reason why you need to know your moon but mm. i'm gonna tell you why you really need to know your moon great I mean, that's important that's important too but like <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so the sun and the moon are called the luminaries mm. the two brightest things in the sky right the sun rules like our conscious awareness mm. what we're, we are what we're actually aware of our ego our identity um it's the most public of planets mm. right so like when you look at someone um you're usually looking at a mixture of their sun sign and their ascendant since mm. the ascendant rules their body um so, you know, you see, you see kind of a mixture of those and the sun yeah. is like your vitality. Mm. Um, it has a lot to do with the health of your body mm. as well. So there's that, right? That's your sun. Mm. You can consider it like your ego. Okay. And the moon, the moon represents our emotional side and it's more hidden, right? Cause the moon comes mm. out at night. Right. So right. Like, it's fucking, it's, it's logic. Mm. Um, but anyway, so the moon the moon often represents the relationship that we had with our mother Hmm. and our, our perception of that relationship. Um, It can also talk about um, since it carries that theme of relationship with mom, it can talk about how we nurture ourselves Hmm. um, and how we nurture other people. Hmm. But on a more like psychological level, it represents where we feel safe or what helps us feel safe and Mm. nurtured right so those are some some themes that have to do with moon so with sun and taurus sun and taurus like taurus is is a very vital sign it's all about the five senses Mm. rules the throat it's about the food we intake um literally it's ruled by venus which is a very sensual and touched based sign like quite literally Mm. right so sun and taurus were notorious for um (laughs) the saying is you love good food good wine and good sex and i mean that's not wrong yeah yeah. that's also a great like little twilight language like notorious like i never thought about that before but it's Great way to describe us us bulls, Kaylee. Notorious. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man, good catch. Good catch. I didn't mm. even think about that. It was it was coming out of my mouth. That's so funny. Mm. But yeah, so like and and Taurus being a fixed earth sign, mm. what what a fixed sign really means, what that means is that it's at the peak of that particular season. Right. right? So it's the middle point of that season. So for Taurus, it's the middle or the peak of spring. Mm. 
right? So that's what the fixed means. But on like an, uh, a psychological, more esoteric level, the fixed signs have to do with sustaining something, yep. yeah. right? It's all about the literally the sustenance. With Taurus, it's quite literal. The sustenance that you need sustenance, for your yes. body, right? Yes. Sustaining sustenance. So like resources, food, money, right? That kind of shit. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so like that's brief overview of Taurus, right? Very sensual touch based. And then with the moon, um, and like, that's like what you're most conscious aware of, consciously mm. aware of. And as the ego, as you said, like the sun, like the, the ego, it's like, that's what I'm aware of. This is like how I might see myself, but the moon sign, uh, Aries moon is something a bit more hidden, a bit more occult, a little bit, a little bit more hidden. Cause like a lot of how we act is actually based right so based in the unconscious is that what you said on your subconscious sub subconscious right okay you cut out a little bit that's okay but yeah so like a lot of how we act is based on the subconscious it's not based on our conscious will it's like we're acting out (laughs) from our moon sign a lot right right right. (laughs) depending on how aware of it you are um and uh yeah so depending on like the aspects between sun and moon whether they're in signs that like cooperate or not Mm. we can have this internal conversation (laughs) or lack of conversation or lack we're like we're doing something with our sun and our moon feels literally feels a different way about it Mm. (laughs) so what's what's amusing to me about your your sun moon combo is like with your sun it's like um project a very like calm grounded presence right and with taurus it's not taurus doesn't necessarily like begin things unless they're ready to like they'll Mm. take their fucking time oh yeah but when they're ready to do it they'll do it but meanwhile your moon being an aries it's like i want to start it now (laughs) (laughs) let's fucking why wait let's go (laughs) (laughs) because aries is the spark it's mm. cardinal fire. So it's like the beginning, the mm. initial spark, the initial flame that sets the forest fire. <laughs> the forest <laughs> of fire, but like Lovely. not the forest fire itself. It's yeah. like the, the initial spark, right? Yes, so, the facilitator. Yeah. yeah. So what this actually tells me um, is, I mean, I could be wrong, but your relationship with your mom is described by moon in the eighth house in Aries. So I would guess, and I could be wrong here, that your mom was probably a little bit more fiery, quote unquote, a little bit faster to do things. True. You know, maybe not as like um, steady or calm or centered as you would have wanted her to be Mm. right and then the eighth house adds a whole nother layer to it where like we're dealing with stuff that i you know we don't need to go get into on air but (laughs) Mm. i love you mom (laughs) (laughs) shout out to the moms yes yep but it helps you feel safe and nurtured when Mm. you're using your creative fire when Mm. you're starting new projects when you're um you know diving into the occult Mm -hmm. house when you're researching interesting new things new especially is emphasized because we're talking about aries Mm. right um when you are looking at ways to 
looking at oh what's a good way to put this new ways to use the knowledge that you have okay just like we had talked about earlier maybe this was off off air but it's like well what are you gonna do with it you know or yeah it's like oh if you're gonna listen to podcasts listen to the astrology readings then it's like what are you gonna do with it how would you apply all this novel information whether it's in the occult or the conspiracies and it's very it's very fascinating because it does come from a place of passion or it it is a source of passion to dive into these things but i feel like it does become destructive for me if i don't apply it or if i don't talk about it at the very least Uh, there you go nice nice i love that yeah 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 and um and then i mean of course you've got you've have your south node of the moon there too which adds like a whole nother fucking layer to this <laughs> of course and i was like oh i'm not gonna get into that no i guess i have to get into that but <laughs> <laughs> so just to be clear like every planet has nodes and okay. what the nodes are so where the ecliptic of the sun goes the path that the sun goes mm. right It's called the ecliptic, literally. Makes sense. Where the planets intersect with that ecliptic, that's where their nodes are. Mm. The nodes of the moon are simply the rising and setting or north and south uh, intersections, right? Mm. And we use those nodes to help us um, predict when and where eclipses will occur, Mm. right? Because where that intersection occurs is where the shadows intersect, and that's how we get eclipses. Right. So that's the north and south so north and south node on a more like esoteric psychological level we're talking about like what we're building and like past life shit like it's Mm. it gets it can get really cool when you start talking about the nodes right yeah in vedic astrology that's and and even um western medieval astrology the nodes were described as uh the head and the tail of the dragon oh wow right vedic astrology they call it rahu and k2 Hmm. um and the latin phrases are like uh draconis kaput is the head and and draconis oh fuck i forget oh draconis something i don't remember what it is the head and tail of the dragon i mean it reminds me of the uh you know the draco constellation of 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 course you know with that same etymology um not not that i know much about draco but you know i've heard it mentioned a couple times yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah 100 percent. there's there's a there's a few snakes up in heaven but oh yeah yeah yeah. drake draco's a big one draco's a really big one Mm. so yeah so it was imagined that like the sun or the moon um were being eaten by the dragon when we see an eclipse right Mm. as and that's just it's like they took a bite out of the sun or whatever right right right. i see that Right. So, you know, we have some pretty active imaginations, you know? Yeah. Good for us. Yeah. Humanity is very creative for sure. Right. We're so fun. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so the north and south node. So like you take these nodes and when you put them in the chart, then like you tend to be able to see what some of the past life experiences might have been like mm. and what we're trying to build in this life. Um so- Yay. Kaylee, have you personally gone through a regression? No, okay. I'm Are you uh to, man. <laughs> I I'm also kind of afraid like I mean, I'm just kind of like uh I'm definitely ready for it some someday, but I know like this is where I need to start and then like the past life regression will come later. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your uh, flow. You're talking about the south node and the north node. As, as yeah. Well. And I mean, like regressions would be really okay. So uh, 
with everything in life. Mm, yes. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about this. Right on. And if, if I were to ever show you my chart and explain why, you would you would know why I have mm. I have I have like a ridiculous amount of oppositions in my chart. So mm. I'm always all like, what are the two sides to this? Because <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, it's like, always good to look at both sides. With everything. For sure. But right, so like with with re, with regressions, I'm super curious, mm. but I know that it's just my ego that really wants to identify with yeah, something. Like, yeah, yeah I'm shield maiden warrior, <laughs> skull, like, probably. Yeah. But also, like you know, at the same time, like I don't want to know because I was probably not a nice person. <laughs> yeah, who knows what we're gonna find? <laughs> oh my god! Right. So yeah. Anyway, but. Anyway, so the North and South men, so North and South nodes. Um, but if you don't believe in past lives, you can still see this play out in early childhood. Mm. So it's fascinating. And yeah. right. So like it brings up so many questions like why would a child act in this certain way if they didn't have a past life where they were acting like that? Mm. You know, because every kid is different coming from the same parents. We're all unique individuals. Right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> With your north and south node, you have to look at both. You can't look at just one in isolation because mm. they're the nodes of the moon, right? So they all function together. With the south node, you have the south node in the eighth house in Taurus. So this tells me that in past lives or even really early life, you were very focused on very Taurus things, which is security, mm. which is making sure that you had enough. Um, in the eighth house, we're talking about shared resources. Um, also, just kind of side note, um, eighth house south node is very likely to experience different kind of paranormal events. Ooh. Like just putting that out there. That's, yeah. a, that's a huge possibility. That's a whole nother episode, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Hell yeah. laughs> right? So like that's that's a big thing for south node. Eighth house Taurus is like, mm. Um, but it, it can also be like, this is why I mentioned in my voicemail boundaries. Yes. The eighth, the eighth house is we have, it's bonding okay. with another person so totally and so completely that there are no boundaries. Mm. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine, motherfucker. So it really That's emphasizes the, the shared resources. Yeah. Shared resources, right? So with your North node, what you're building in this life um, is your second house, which is about i have right so what does jake have what are jake's values that's your name right <laughs> ah yeah yeah loco's <laughs> fine too yeah that'd be really awkward <laughs> <laughs> wait who are you again <laughs> yeah. but like you know what 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 do you value what are your projects that you're doing on your own what are you building how are you ensuring your security mm. right and it's kind of it's kind of a mind fuck because <laughs> when you put in the 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 nature of the signs in there, mm. we're talking about second and eighth house, but the houses and the signs are flipped. So like the second sign is Taurus, yes. but your second house, this is falling in Scorpio. So Scorpio, it's like, yes. and, right and in the polar the opposite. Sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so so it's interesting, and it, it takes a little bit of like a little bit of time to kind of figure mm. out how these are interpreted but yeah. these like the houses are very important for showing the area of life that this shows up right so anyway that's a super super brief general overview of the nodes yeah, yeah. um and 
to get like even more information and detailed on this, you would look at the sign rulership. Mm -hmm. So for example, your south node being in Taurus is ruled by Venus. So then we would have to look at Venus to see another layer of this, how this plays out. Mm -hmm. And you have Venus in the seventh house. So your south node acts out through your seventh house. So what that means is... (laughs) Probably some interesting stuff comes up in regards to relationships, but we're going to leave it at that for now. Always, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that kind of a statement's probably true for literally everybody, but like... Mm, yeah, we'll, we'll all un- unpack it in our own special ways. You know, we're all yeah, very yeah. unique in that, in that, <laughs> right. in that regard, yeah. But anyway, and then like the North Node. So you can either look at the modern ruler, which is Pluto, which you are at the very, very end of the um, Pluto in Scorpio generation. Mm. Or you can look at the the traditional ruler, which is Mars. Mm. Right. So the North Node acts similar to that ruler, right? Mm. Because they're not planets. They're just points in the sky. Okay. Yeah. Uh, They're not any literal thing. So they they take on the energy of whatever that ruler is. So anyway, it can get really, really complicated really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, and it takes it takes a while to, like, understand this shit. But and just on that, that point to you, you know, I want to offer this to you because uh, like I explained to you as I preface this conversation, I'm a total noob. Um, I've been given some information. Luckily, I've had people who have. Uh, tried to teach me I just was never in a place of receiving like I am today so you've done an excellent job of reaching down to someone who is um, ignorant of most of this but yet I feel like I've been learning quite a lot and this is the kind of thing where I'll have to hit pause and go back and listen but also um, I'll have to follow up with you and have the full deep dive and I was curious um, in a bit you know as uh, as this wraps up a little bit, because like I don't want to take up too much time. I know you're very busy. You're working on this. Like, I'm like, we're just getting started. Yeah, man. we're just getting started. <laughs> like, you know, the last thing I want to do is interrupt the flow. But um, I do want to make sure that we let people know because you've been gracious and generous enough to uh, to go through my chart with me and give me like a sneak preview of what's coming up next. But if anyone else wants to learn more about their chart or work with tarot or runes um how could they reach out to you what what should they do kaylee if they want to work with you i think the the best way right now to reach me is either through my email or actually through telegram if you're on telegram Mm. so my email is kayleebricana at protonmail.com um and you can you can leave a link for people because that's a lot of letters in there (laughs) sure sure yeah the show notes will be full of it I was not thinking about ease of typing mm. when I put these words together. But you are the uh, Canadian Eagle on Telegram, yeah. which is badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can- I hope I got that right. Canadian Eagle 1221. 1221. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. ooh. Yeah, there's some number magic in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So, and I, I do have a Telegram channel as well. So if you just search Kaylee Burkana, it should come up. Um, and yeah, you can leave a link for that as well. Um, yeah, so those are that's the two easiest ways to contact me. Um, I'm working on a website right now. It's not nice. quite ready yet, but I'm working on it. Cool. And um, yeah, I'm not good at marketing myself, so <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a great exercise in 
um learning how to talk about your skills and market yourself for sure for sure yeah (laughs) as my mentor says it's all learning every day it's all learning it's true appreciate that for sure i have a question for you yeah did you say that you've done reiki Oh, yes. Um, so one of my old landlords was a Reiki master. She introduced Ooh. me to the world of Reiki. Um, I'm not a Reiki master. Um, it's a very funny f- title as well. Um, anyways, I've gone through the level one, the level two attunements. Um, I'm not a huge fan of distance Reiki. I think hands-on is like the best way to transfer energy. But so either way. True Taurus. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all touchy-feely. But for sure the reiki energy is something i think about a lot when i'm with my dog and so that's um as well as you know just thinking about like i got to try um acupuncture for the first time before i had surgery on my shoulder which i do want to follow up on the uh medical astrology a bit next time we uh next time we chat but yeah what are your thoughts on reiki kaylee i think it's fucking awesome yeah <laughs> life universal life force energy what a thing <laughs> right yeah no it's really cool um the first time i ever got any reiki i was not quite into the woo yet mm. um but my sister was okay. and um i had a fucked up shoulder actually speaking of shoulders oh, okay. it was my left shoulder specifically um where i tend to hold a lot of grief yeah a lot of grief in the left shoulder but anyway um yeah so she did like some hands-on stuff some moving mm. some energy and it was really hot uh and it was really cool so yeah anyway it, super fascinating the first few times the first couple of times i ever experienced it i like had some mind-blowing moments nice um which was really cool and then um this like the second time i ever got reiki 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 <laughs> just I'm pronouncing it different every time just to mm-hmm. help people. Rachy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this the second time, the second time, uh, she was able to tell where there had been an injury yeah. that was not injured anymore. Mm. And she's like, This needs attention. And it was like didn't tell her. Right. There was no physical indication. Intuition just, is amazing sometimes. New. Yeah. What the fuck? But yeah. anyway, so like <laughs> a couple of my like introductions to Reiki and the woo. And yeah, I don't know. I would really love to learn learn that. I think it would be really cool. For sure. I think we should definitely follow up on um this discussion of Reiki because you brought up heat and there's so much I want to say, but I'm gonna dive into another tangent, another rabbit hole and ramble <laughs> like I like I usually do, but um, as we uh, come to a conclusion and I, you know, I'm going to thank you immensely for all of this, but I do want to have a little fun at the end here and reflect. So the first question, that ritual first question was thinking about when you began to speak your truth. Now, what I would like to do is switch, switch things up a bit. I'm going to ask you the same closing ritual question, except I would love to incorporate one more card from our, our lovely Druid deck that we used earlier. Dun, so dun, 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 dun. would you like to prepare the final card for us, Kaylee, as we move I into... Would, before you wrap up, yes. can I just say one Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Astrology first. Yes. So if you are new to astrology um, and you're trying to decipher your own chart, 
I highly encourage that, by the way. It can mm. be confusing and overwhelming and a little bit fucking, a little, maybe a little scary even, but do it. But um, yeah. <laughs> like mm. I started started describing like the rulers of signs and stuff like that. Mm. If I were new, again, like I'm trying to put myself back into your shoes. If I mm. were new again and someone started telling me about planetary rulers of the nose and all of this stuff, that'd be really overwhelming. <laughs> and I'd probably be like, holy shit, I'm out. <laughs> so don't give up. Don't give up. But also it's okay to keep it simple at first. Right. You know, right. like for example, your nodes are so important. They play such a huge role in you, your life, your purpose um it's not your purpose but it definitely mm. helps describe it um so if i were new and i were trying to figure that out i would look at first the sign that the nodes are in mm. and just learn about that polarity to start with and then learn about those houses and keep it at that and keep it really fucking simple at mm. first to just start getting a comp- like accompanied with those yeah right and the other thing i would say is to learn your moon sign mm. And learn your ascendant. Right on, right on. Right. So that's where I would start if I were new. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For for anyone who is new, like myself, uh, Kaylee, as you can hear, is a wonderful person to speak to and to, like she's suggesting. You know, I'm I'm definitely going to go out and try to study this on my own. Um, I like we were saying earlier with these affirmation statements. As a Taurus, I have lots of curiosity and so i must follow <laughs> up on it otherwise i'll go crazy because that's who i am i'm loco so <laughs> i appreciate the encouragement and the inspiration and i am really looking forward to following up on uh, part two of this wonderful conversation whether or not it's a podcast that's recorded and produced it's going to be um fascinating and i appreciate the wit and the humor and the spirit that you've brought to this conversation today kaylee because it can get pretty personal and i appreciate the openness that you um enter into this conversation but yet we've been having fun so gotta say thank you for that right that flew by thank you yeah of course great host thank you always a pleasure appreciate you (laughs) bull game so (laughs) speaking of that uh (laughs) What do we have here in the mystical deck of our druid allies? Um, do you want me to pull a card and then ask the question that you're going to ask or ask the question and then pull a card? Good, good question. Uh, let me <laughs> ask you the question. Uh, why don't you pull the, the card, keep it face down so we got it ready. And then okay. I'll ask you the question. You can flip it over. You can explain to us what we're seeing and then you can go into uh, your final answer. Also, I fucking love that we started talking about your Mars first. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like the right thing. You know, my my gut was like, you got to bring this up because if you don't, you're going to regret it. And <laughs> Your stomach is ruled by the moon. Oh, there and we go. And your moon is in Aries. There we so go. So you asked about your Mars. Oh, see, <laughs> trust your gut, folks. Always trust your gut. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That cracks me up. Oh, my God. Yeah, anyway, okay. All right. So, Kaylee, for the ritual closing question on the Local Listens podcast, I'd like to ask you if you could think back to your past self, whether that was you yesterday or last decade, last month, however far back 
or however near you want to go to your past self at any point ad infinitum. Um, what would you say to your past self if they were looking for some kind of advice or guidance or words of wisdom? How would you guide your past self to wherever they need to go? Oh, damn. Oh, damn. That's not what I would say. I'd probably say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, what you don't know. <laughs> I would tell my past self that um, absolutely no one has the right to tell you how to feel. Right on. You decide how you feel. Never give up, never surrender. Mm. And uh Yeah. It's okay, it's okay to feel. It's okay to feel. I love that. Yeah. Very, very powerful takeaway here. Yo, oh, man. The princess of motherfucking cups is what I put. Princess of cups. Cups is about feelings. Mm. Princess. The princess is like a newer energy. She's so serene. I love this card so much. She's, She's beautiful. holding her cup. Just meditating on it. Mm. And I love that some of some of the court cards have bare feet. Some of them do not. She does have bare feet. And I think that that symbolizes that she's more connected to her body and to the earth. Mm. She's grounded, right? Very grounded. And she's quite content with how she feels. And because this is an autumn card, I feel like she's coming to terms with letting go of things. Mm. Letting go of certain emotions or situations that caused certain emotions. Mm. What was really cool is I made a face before you finished answering the question because I looked at the bottom of their Ace of Cups. Ah, there it is. Yeah. Oh man. And then I was like, "It's okay to feel." Yeah. Cups. Cups, of course. <laughs> Speaking of feelings. <laughs> wow. Oh well, my this god, that's has... so funny. Yeah. Well, this thank has you. been. Thank you. I appreciate. Thank you, you. Kaylee. This has been wonderful. I, I'm really happy we got to do this. Just so you know, folks, we were almost going to cancel. Um, big, <laughs> giant, giant hugs to Kaylee because we all have roadblocks and we overcame them. And we and speed bumps. Speed bumps. Yes. Thank you, Elle. We've, <laughs> we've got through them. We've come out stronger, older, wiser on the other side. And this, this conversation has had so much to to offer and i appreciate your time and energy and i'm looking forward to continuing this correspondence and one last time i think people should follow you subscribe to you on youtube uh how can they find you on youtube your name kaylee is spelled with a gh would you like to go into how to search for you just to make sure we're all on the same page yeah, so my first name is spelled K-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H. And then Burkana is B-E-R-K-A-N-A. If you search that, I'm the only one. So should the be me. The one and only. Should be me. You can also find me on Mines and Gab under the same name, Kaylee Burkana. Um, and then, of course, my Telegram channel as well is Kaylee Burkana. And then my, my email... <laughs> <laughs> it's Kaylee Bricana at protonmail.com because fuck Google. <laughs> at Proton because privacy matters, people. Yeah. Well, she came, she saw, she dropped the hammer of the gods. Oh, right. <laughs> Boom. 
Well, happy Friday the 13th. I mean, I meant to ask you about this special day, oh, but yeah, we'll have to we'll have to, you know, just roll with it, but <laughs> either way this has been an absolute pleasure kaylee thank you so much and i I hope you have a wonderful weekend and i will talk to you soon you too happy belated birthday thank you same to you likewise (laughs) wow folks that was a lot of fun i am so blessed that kaylee was able to come on to the local listens podcast this is episode number 20 we did it folks 20 episodes very thankful for all of you and kaylee thank you so much We not only had a great laugh, but we also shared a lot of interesting facts and knowledge and insights, a lot of cool things to get into, and I certainly have my notebook ready here to go back and dig in through some of these revelations that you've shared with us today. So Kaylee, thank you so, so much. You are welcome back anytime. I would love to continue this chat. And for anyone who wants their own reading, even though we only scratched the surface on this recording, There is so much to be learned, and Kaylee is a wonderful guide. So please hit her up. You can find her on YouTube. Just type in Kaylee Burkana. You will find her astrological superstar, the cartographer of the celestial bodies, as I said in the beginning. Very fascinating, and I'm very blessed. Once again, Kaylee, thank you so much. And for everyone else listening, if you want to get in on the conversation, if you want to chat and share some memes i know kaylee's there come check out the telegram group it's a really lively discussion at all times whenever possible and we would love your contributions that would be t.me slash loco listeners download the telegram app on your phone join us there like i said bring your memes bring your fun bring your humor just come as you are and with that being said folks i want to thank everyone again for being here episode 20 was a lot of fun looking forward to many more so wherever you are be here be now and be you